0: happy monday welcome to another week of makeup masking and murder i have the funnest guest here today hannah van spawn as i'm sweating in my chair i feel like i have told way too many people that i'm funny you are, <laughs> and i'm like oh no am i not funny God, you're so funny and you don't even mean to be that's the best part Thank so you. okay we have this history we went to high school each together didn't really know each other yeah then we who? worked in the same <laughs> okay, salon. Yeah. And we worked in the same salon Saw each other occasionally. Where was yeah. the next place? Like a few years later, there was something in between Stacy and Christian's party, Stacy and Richie's. I can't even remember. Saw each other somewhere else. Probably the movies. Probably somewhere random. And then at a networking party for Stacy and Richie, awesome photographers shout out, hi guys. Um, we just like talked like the whole time. I feel like I mostly just talked much. to you yeah. and Abby, who. We're going to talk about because you just need to, yeah, yep. we love Abby. <laughs> so, yeah, she's the best. So, she owns with her husband, and do you have other partners? No. No, it's just you two. Yeah. They own um a, like, creative agency, exactly. which is so awesome. She is, would you still, would you call yourself a blogger? No, I never. You kind f- of did it for a second. I did it for a second, and then it was... At the beginning of the whole influencer marketing thing and yeah. I was like, This just feels yucky to me. So yeah. moving on. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, love that. But I feel like you influence people in a good way. Oh thank even you. Even if you don't mean to. Thank like you. I love following you and we'll get into that and I don't know, I just love you. And <laughs> it's <That's laughs> like one of those people where like we we went to lunch this week and I was like, Why, like, why aren't we, like, real-life friends? Like, we keep... But in my mind, we are. Well, no, we are, though. But it's, like, fates just keep bringing us together, uh and it's, like, we just decide. We're, like, we're friends. Yeah. There's no more, like, we just keep running. We're, like, we're friends. We're just gonna... Yeah. 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 We're picking up, like, right where we start. It's just, like, hey. Love it. Forget about not knowing each other in high school, because that's my... Maybe one of my biggest regrets now, oh. but... I was in a nightmare in high school. You, you didn't want to know me in high school. <laughs> I didn't, like, what is high school? Oh. I, you know? Brush sir. our hands of that. Yes, sister. Um, no, I'm just so glad you're in my life. I'm and so I'm glad, glad you're, you're in yeah, mine. We're just getting all touchy-feely. Um, would you go to HHS reunion? No. No. Well, I will I'll know. go if you go. Depends on how I'm looking, how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, like nine months pregnant and have gained 80 pounds from that pregnancy maybe not but you know what i'm feeling fine yeah you looking good yeah maybe yeah go rams good old rams (laughs) oh Oh, anyways so let's start out with product spotlight um i just have one so i'll go first because i know you've got a few well i mean i just came (laughs) over prepared i'm sorry i i love it i love it So, I'm going to talk about the Stila, Stila, Stila? oh my gosh, i I've never, I've never known how to say that. Me neither, and it's been around forever, but I'm talking about their um, Glitter and Glow Liquid Eyeshadows. Have you ever tried them? No, but I wish I had them last weekend for the ball that I tried to do a glitter look. Plug for myself, December 1st, I am teaching, for Utah locals, I'm teaching a workshop about Glitter and shimmer and metallics and how to get, like, a fun holiday look without looking tacky. Oh, my because gosh. Because, you know, with glitter, there is a very fine line between looking classy and tacky, you know? Where has this been all my life? Like, every everyone needs to know this. Like, it's going to be fun. This is highly needed It's going to be fun. I'm yes. excited. Um it's it's gonna be short. It's gonna be two hours. We're mostly just gonna focus on eyes. I'll do like a quick run through on skin, but not like I have with my previous workshops. So, so is this for people like me? yes Who? Yeah. People like you. This isn't a master just throw class. on eyebrows every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This isn't a master class This isn't for makeup artists. Obviously, if you want to come, totally do it. But this is just for anyone who's got a holiday party coming up who just likes to be extra and wear glitter anyway. You know what I mean? Like for whatever so if you want to bring out like your inner dolly parton oh this yeah. this is for you exactly love exactly. it exactly so i'm gonna show you a little swatch of it though oh so they're nice. the most easy to use amazing things oh like aren't they pretty gosh. they have ones that have more glitter but hi okay, i'll give you one Do too. <laughs> oh my gosh okay you guys so yeah like it's got unicorn like, blood yeah but, they're, but with extra glitter in But there are it. things that, there are ones that are just metallic and then there are ones that are glitter. So you can really choose. I think they have over 30 different colors. You're kidding me. And they're seriously like, I just keep them in my kit. They're a really good go-to. They're awesome for brides. They're awesome for any event. So. Could you be extra, extra and use this as a highlighter? I mean, why or would not? it be too much? Why not? If you went with like a beige color like the one I just pulled out forever that you totally could yeah it'd be like for sure extra but and you have a little like three pack of it yeah so they always sell like holiday gift sets which is super awesome and i'll actually be gifting some of these or everyone gets a gift bag at the class and you'll get one are you kidding not a whole set but uh one of the eyeshadows so you can just swap seats if you didn't love the color that you yeah got yeah just swap with a friend yeah totally yeah so so when do tickets go live for your workshop um they will be live by the time this comes out. Oh great! Hopefully. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll put them up tonight probably. <laughs> I'm I'm a bit behind on this. Holidays have been a bit. We're so they're fine. already heating up, but I love it. I'm yeah, excited. I'm so not looking forward to but it. But, this but anyways, <laughs> so moving
1: on. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. So
0: I'll post about this on the social media makeup masking murder. I almost said it, gmail.com. That is my great. email. Get if a, if her email. Just but slide right that's in. That's the, instagram name as well so what products do you have well so i have a few yes my first being okay so are you feeling like extra dry in the lip (laughs) this time of year always always i mean but especially like transitioning from fall to winter like it's like the sahara desert my lips feel especially (laughs) (laughs) unless it's savannah (laughs) desert Um, but especially I, being in utah it's next level i feel like i don't even need to use like a like a dish sponge like i could just use my lips against oh. a plate oh, to yeah. like get yeah. food off while i'm doing dishes yeah. exfoliate or like exfoliate. brush your dog's if hair if only i could exfoliate my heels with my lips it would oh. <laughs> i'm gonna throw up <laughs> out of control you are out uh. of control Anyways, so I found my saving grace yeah. for my cracky, gross lips, okay, and what is it? I don't know if you've heard of it. They come in so many different flavors. It's called um Smackers. <laughs> <laughs> no Smackers Smackers chapstick. Like oh. the one that I am loving right now is um the Sweet Tart flavor. You're lying. Which is so crazy because like Sweet Tarts have been around forever. Like I um, remember getting them like. As a five-year-old in my trick-or-treating. I don't even I'm think I like, trick-or-treating as what? a five-year-old. Like, but we're make... stalking at Christmas. No. No, I'm did... talking about the Smackers. Oh, no, no, no. I'm oh. talking about Sweet Tarts. Oh, Smackers Sweet Tarts just are my came favorite out. candy. No, Smackers did not. <laughs> Smackers just came out. You're messing with all us. It's brand new. It us. Target highlighted it as their brand new favorite product. Yeah, they did, actually. And we were like, what in the world? <laughs> no, you guys. No, you're trolling everyone. I actually avoided smackers at all costs growing up because they they smelled they, so good and like But they make your lips dry so promising yeah exactly so no <laughs> i do have three real product spotlights okay. for you today so my first being my go-to favorite secret weapon that pretty much everyone has in their arsenal mm-hmm. where wherever it is in their house yeah um it's mentholatum just what little mentholatum original I um it? yeah you can smell it. The smell will probably bring it you back. Is it menthol? Yeah. Like, so it's like the stuff you put under your nose when you have a cold. Oh, this like brings you back to, to I hope. don't know what, but I love All it. All the Be- sicknesses yeah. as a child. Which isn't really a fond, fond memory, memory. But is it? You get soup, you get to stay in bed, you get to watch Disney channel. That's true. Yeah, sick especially days. when it was, like, a sick day with, like, a That's So Raven marathon. Oh, yeah. I saw Such this a meme the other day that was, like, can someone explain to me the exact crime I need to commit to get house arrest for a few months? That sounds ideal. Not yes. having to leave the house. I oh, was my like, gosh. love it. I feel like my body tries to put me through that, like, <laughs> seasonally. My body's, like, hey, you haven't rested enough. Like, take a chill pill. Yeah. But it's only, like, two days. I'm, like, body, you got to hit me harder than that. Like... <laughs> Give me a good stomach flu. Like, clue. give me a really good stop. Like, maybe not stomach flu. I don't want to be on the <laughs> toilet the whole time. But maybe just, like, something very contagious that I cannot leave the yeah. house. Because I'm never contagious. No matter what yeah. sickness I get, I can just still go about my day, mm-hmm. still have to me wake too. up early and be around all these people. Mm-hmm. Which I love. All the people that I'm yeah. around yeah, that yeah. hopefully will listen to this. <laughs> I love being around you. But just sometimes you need a break. You need a break. Yeah. You want to spend time with your dogs. Yeah. You want to. Which but, you have the cutest dogs. Okay, I so do tell the us the dogs. purpose. So we can talk about the dogs in a sec. But, okay, so mentholatum, As well, or in addition to being great for curing a little stuffy nose, I have started using it for literally everything. It's like my Windex. Okay. Wait, like what do you if, mean? Like, you know my big fat big wedding. wedding like so it's like, like windex my Windex the... okay. of just a cure-all. So, like, I use it on my super cracked elbows, mm. which I get those really bad. Yeah. Um, I do it on my feet. Um like if I have like a stuffy sinus or allergies, yeah. yeah, I'll put it on the bottom of my feet like those essential okay. oil people's uh people do with their oils, but mm-hmm. I do it with my item. Yeah. All my chemicals, you know. Um it but my promising. actual favorite use for this is the curing of cold sores. Oh. So okay. I just started getting cold sores love that. In the joy. last couple years. It's not fun like yeah. they always Happen over like July 4th weekend, so I'm always very, very cute for fireworks and being romantic with my husband with like this thing on my face. Um, but what causes them? I mean, usually mine is like a bad sunburn. Oh, yeah, so like that's Mm -hmm. why I get it. Yeah, I was every year around the same time. Okay, okay, yep. So usually we go camping around Mm -hmm. that time and I get Mm -hmm. you know, sun stupid. So, um, but I love them as soon as I feel a tickle. I put it on, and nothing else has ever worked for my cold sores. Yeah. But, uh, and I know cold sores are kind of one of those things that people don't want to talk about, but a yeah. lot of people have. Yeah. So give yourself, just go get a little travel size of mentholatum and Where do you have it, it with you. Literally anywhere. Yeah. Target, Walgreens. Love it. Uh, any pharmacy. I'm pretty sure, like, 7-Eleven would have it, too. Love it. You know, in their little travel yeah. size yeah, section. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Second product? Are are you sure you want me to do all that? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, so this is the on your mark eyebrow mm-hmm. felt pen. I sent it to Abby <laughs> in a text really really late one night, saying, "Hey, have you ever tried this product?" And I fell asleep, and then she woke. I woke up to the text of saying, "No, that looks absolutely terrifying. <laughs> How is it?" And I text back going, "I." I mean, I like the way it li- makes my eyebrows look. Are you wearing it today? No, I no. did a different one because okay. I want to put this on you. Oh, geez. And I was telling you at our lunch the other day that yeah. it was starting to dry out after one use, so maybe oh, it shouldn't geez. be a product spotlight. Where did you buy it? It's from Target. Okay. 13.99. will see, but we can talk about. It doesn't have to just be like something you love. You can talk about something that you're like, oh, I tried this and it wasn't great. Yeah. But maybe it is great. I don't know. I mean, it is. Maybe we'll see. I'll Are put you it gonna on do it face. on me right now? I mean, I don't have to do it right now. We can. Let's film it after. Yeah. And we'll we'll, post we'll on put it on the story. Media. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> check out our social media. It'll be on Abby's highlight. Oh wait. Also. Or oh, never mind. We'll get to this. Go on. Okay. Um. But I have really, for being a dark blonde. Yeah. I'm taking it I'm just getting used to saying my natural hair color and saying blonde I'm a natural dark blonde Mm -hmm. (laughs) um this I have really really dark eyebrow hair and so it's been always hard for me to find a color that I can fill in that looks natural um that doesn't blends with your brows that blends with my brows but that doesn't pull red with my skin tone I pull red so fast as soon as something hits my face like it goes red really? question mm-hmm. when you yes. get a hair color does it pull red too sometimes oh. well but i used to have like natural strawberry blonde streaks okay which i have no idea where that came from does anyone in your family have red no no, no. wild yeah okay so i think it was just i don't know what that was but yeah, yeah so i really like it um it is very scary looking it kind of <laughs> looks like a double-sided sharpie <laughs> pen i was like with a spoolie on one side Ooh, yeah. that's a satisfying sound for you asmr, ASMR. fans there you go okay <laughs> one more <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> and then a felt tip on the other side, so it's kind of nice because you can do. Can I look at it? Yeah, um, you can do a little bit more controlled with the fine tip towards it's the front. Just looks like a marker. It really, yeah. I mean, we can't soap. give it too much credit. Okay, no, but I'm. And, but you loved how it looked with your brows. I mean, so yeah, it, like could it be one well. of those hidden. Yeah. How much was it? Thirteen ninety nine. Okay, and it lasted like, because for me, I don't like to leave the house without my eyebrows on. Yeah because I just feel like my face doesn't look finished. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but like. I love that I can put this on, and it lasts for, like, a day and a half. And so I'm not oh. always constantly reapplying. Okay. So, yeah. Perfect. I kind of like nice. that. That is nice. And then my third thing. It's terrifying. I thought it was perfect for a it. murder podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. my Frankie Kruger... Not Frank- Freddy. Frank- Kruger. Frankie. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Frankie Krueger. Frankie Krueger. He's just my that's Freddy's That's Freddy's little brother. He, and he's really hot. <laughs> he doesn't look as scary as his brother, Freddy. No, I guess this is more of a Jason mask. Yeah. It's more of a Jason mask, but it's an LED um, light therapy mask. Mm-hmm. It has seven settings. It's from oh. Angel Face. Okay. I think on Amazon. And I remember you said that you kind of went with like the medium price. Yes. Okay. I learned to not be a cheapskate on beauty products. Yeah. But I also but can't also be if you're trying something new, you're mm-hmm. not gonna buy some three hundred dollar mask. Totally, you don't even know what. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I will not disclose how much I've spent. Just kidding, it was ninety nine dollars. Okay. But I mean, my husband can look at my email and see how much I spent. <laughs> I told him he could borrow it. <laughs> so I figured that justifies the purchase a little um, bit more. So, what do the different colors do? I've only heard of like the red light therapy. So, there's red, there's blue, and blue. There's green, there's yellow. You were doing green when purple. you sent me a selfie the other I day. Totally that did. I totally I post on social media. You absolutely don't can. I kind of actually want you to record the episode wearing this, but. Oh. I, mean, I don't think you could hear me. Brad can barely hear oh, me ever. Oh, that's true. Okay. I I get scolded. Abby, talk louder. (laughs) Well, while, after I apply your eyebrows, you can put this on for a little bit and see. Um, For me, I just got it on Monday. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying it for a while. And I've been working between the green, the purple, and the red. Okay. And between those three, I cover a myriad of symptoms that my poor face is dealing with Mm of like deep inflammation and irritation which I'm feeling as like cystic acne being popped up I don't know if that's because I've only eaten grilled cheeses this week but I mean, dairy kind of is yeah I don't want to talk about about it though I know it's (laughs) like it's like (laughs) uh, but like this pizza is worth it yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, but I mean but every day this week you guys grilled cheeses I had the panini press out like that sounds good yeah it was really good but um yeah like brightening dull skin mm-hmm. all sorts of things like so it's, which color does what if you remember i don't at the remember moment. it's no it's fresh it's new well you'll be on the podcast again we'll do a follow-up yeah yeah i'll, I'll send you a picture of the thing cool. too cool so yeah. it's got like a little yeah so it has a cute little remote that it's yeah. very easy to use like nice. there's a power button an on off switch and then color time and then the cool. energy of the light so, like, wow. I usually go full blast on the energy, mm-hmm. and then I either do it for, like, 20 minutes, like, while I meditate, or maybe, like, 60 minutes while I nap. And oh, Yeah. That's awesome. And it's really relaxing. I find that the green and the purple are more relaxing to fall asleep to, mm-hmm. while the red is, like, a little bit more energizing. Well, have you heard you're not supposed to have, like, red in your bedroom because it is more energizing color? That's cute because my bedroom wall is red. <laughs> <laughs> It's a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I might clear up a few things. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm it's our headboard wall, though. So like, oh, so I you're guess, not like, seeing it. No, I'm not seeing yeah. it. Yeah. So of all walls to have in your bedroom wall painted. At least bad. it's not the one you're facing. Yeah. yeah. It's not my ceiling either. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Kay. Cool. So those are my products. Love them. Should I should I leave now? Was that the whole podcast? <laughs> no. Oh, do we no, have time? Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> no. So, OK, before we get into spooky stories, all of that true crime magic. I want to talk about Creative Co. Yes, Creative Cow. My business. Cow. (laughs) Creative Crow. Creative Snow. Creative... I'm not creative enough to think of another word. Yeah, I think we hit our max. We hit it, yep. So, tell us what Creative Co is. Okay, so it is a... I mean, we do everything. You said a creative agency, and I think that is a great way to sum it up, and then for usually people are satisfied with that answer, but then other people are like, wait, no. So, but what does that mean? And those are the people that it's like, okay, you can handle the full answer. So what we do is we create, um, we work with businesses hand in hand to help them, uh, develop branding for their business. Mm -hmm. Um, and with that branding and that direction, we create a strategy for custom content creation. Cool. And then also, in addition to that, we do social media management as well. Oh, so are you more like a marketing firm type thing? Or? I mean, I would say agency just because we yeah, do dabble you, in well, the and other... Yeah, you network people together, right? Totally, okay. yes. So the other wing of the business and what I'm mostly in charge of other than the creative side of things is uh, balancing and directing our network of freelancers. Mm-hmm. So like... Abby's going to be part of our network of freelancers okay. as a hair and makeup artist because Yay. I would love to throw work at her. And I mean, yeah. I obviously will if I'm a, being a creative director for anything. She's clearly going to be my choice Thank for you. hair and makeup so artistry. Sweet. But um, it's really cool. Like, I love this network because freelancers of all different type of creatives. So photographers, yeah. videographers, drone pilots, graphic oh, designers, cool. web builders, hair and makeup, mm-hmm. models, influencers, Literally any kind of creative. We want your information so we can send you work to be able to get paid. Yeah. Because I mean, I love. We live in Utah. Yes, we live in Utah, and unfortunately, like, I totally believe trade work and collaborations have a time and place. Oh yeah, if it's benefiting everyone. Yes, but I'm so over the fact of young beginners. And creatives that are trying to get their foot in the door, they're getting snowed by this idea of, oh, no, it's okay. It'll, you know, you can add it to your portfolio. And Mm -hmm. it's like, but like, how does that really help me? And I can't pay the rent with a growing portfolio. You know, like if my portfolio is grown, yeah, I can really pay the rent. But, you know, (laughs) I, I want to make sure. Well, I feel like people take you more seriously when you give them, like, I feel like one mistake I made in the industry a couple of years back is I like like quoting people too low turns people off straight totally. up like it's a yeah it is a thing so what inspired you to start this well so like you mentioned from my uh blogging and influencer days I loved working with companies I loved creating custom content from that for them um mm-hmm. and I was a wellness like fitness blogger yeah. so I got to work with really niche products that mm-hmm. were super special I didn't have to pull out uh bottle of Windex from below my sink and try to sell everyone on the internet to go buy yeah. this new bottle of Windex because yeah. it's different than the one that they have. Mm-hmm. So luckily, like I was able to work with companies that people didn't necessarily know about their products yet, Yeah. but I still found it very inauthentic for me to have mm-hmm. to share about the company after I took these pretty pictures. And Yeah. I mean, in person when I was teaching my fitness classes or working with my personal training clients, that was different because yeah. I wasn't posing for a picture and it wasn't this setup. It was, no, I actually do really, really like this product. But um, yeah, so I found from blogging and influencing and trying to manage my own brand that I love working with companies and helping them commu- communicate their branding and their mission and what they're... You know, people come up with products for a reason. And usually it's to make the world a better place. And in one way or another, you know, toilet paper makes the world a better place. (laughs) But people might not have thought that from the very beginning. So um, I just love being able to help companies share their mission. And I like to think of it as we're like the behind the scenes secret weapon. Mm -hmm. Like we don't need the credit. The companies can take all the credit. We just really want to help be the fire that like is behind their digital marketing and that's amazing. helping them yeah so it's oh really gosh. fun I'm so happy for you guys thank you and you're doing it with your husband yes you're you. just killing it we're having a really fun time I think I don't think we could have done this quick plug for therapy yeah yeah <laughs> um I don't think we could have done this at the beginning of our marriage yeah. having not gone to therapy yeah I I have gone to therapy my husband has gone to therapy but then we've both gone to therapy together as a couple and Holy cow, like we are. Um, every couple needs to. Every couple Me should. Me and Britton went to therapy. Yes. And I think whether you're having issues or not, every couple should go to therapy. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Therapy's the best yep. ever. Qu- quick plug. Therapy yeah. is cool. <laughs> Definitely give it a try if you haven't. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's just, it's such a blessing to be able to be able to put together not only IKEA furniture with my husband, but we actually like have a functioning company that we love working together. Yeah, which working together can be very hard. Totally. It's like figuring out the boundaries and like being at home and being like, hey, we're at home and we don't need to be working. We need to be spending time together. I think I just unplugged myself a little, did I? Um Okay, so mm. we when we went to lunch the other day, we talked about how you're wanting to also connect and you are, I believe, with people out of state. Yes. So, so tell me, tell me and them, because I do have a lot of listeners in different states and different countries. And so how could you benefit them? How could you work with them? So for us, our, our network of freelancers is not just for Utah. Mm-hmm. And, um, while our home base is in Utah, we have businesses that we're talking to in Texas and Michigan and just mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, like, yeah. And we can't it. necessarily get out there just for a quick meeting or, Um, and luckily phone calls are a thing. Well, and And, and Zoom calls and... Totally. So, like, luckily we're able to build those relationships with our businesses, but we want someone on the ground being able to be, like, a vetted creative that it's kind of like, hey, you can kind of take on this, like, you're our person for this client in this space. So, anyone who is a creative trying to get paid for work, like, please... Jump on, join our collective, um, because we will personally vet you and make sure the project the project that we'll send to you like is vibed for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not gonna send a graphic designer a photography job. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it will be yeah. within your realm of expertise. Yeah. but it will also be hopefully something like based off of what I see on your Instagram and in your por- portfolio, portfolio, something that one can expand your portfolio and actually help you while getting you paid but then also something that you will be be like super just excited about yeah yeah i love that yeah um so how can people connect with you where can they find you so you can find me (laughs) pretty much on instagram i suck at facebook pinterest i'm pretty happening on pinterest love it yeah so yeah Um, what are your what are your tags Find me at GoldieHan on Instagram, and then I think I'm GoldieHan on Pinterest, too, if you want to follow me on Pinterest. It's a lot of dogs. Yep. It's Hannah GoldieHan on Pinterest. And then Um, Creative Co. has one as well, right? Yep. If you find GoldieHan, you'll be able to find Creative Co. It's listed in all my bios, but it's creativeco.us on Instagram, and our website is also www.creativeco.us. Us. No. Yeah, www.creativeco.us. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Love it. I haven't said a website out loud for. Since 2010. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough, especially with the three W's at the beginning. It's like, yeah. that's a little overwhelming. It sounds a little. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. Okay, and I'll link that on instagram That's and so in the bio Thank of you. the episode today great one more thing you we were talking about abby earlier oh me, yes the other uh, abby yes who's this amazing model oh, we love her she's so great Obsessed. like very authentic very just creative shout out to at a b z e underscore yeah um so you have a workshop coming with her yes so creative co is hosting a series of workshops starting this month november 24 is our first yeah. event and going through all 2020 like I was kind of overwhelming the event yeah. uh venue that we're, I'm like <laughs> I have dates all the way through next year if you're ready yeah and they're like okay let's have we're you sign like, a contract sure. and I'm like okay love it um so yeah our first one November 23rd with Abigail Patty she is amazing super awesome model uh go check her out on Instagram um, again, it's a b z e e yeah. underscore. Uh, she's great, uh, but she's going to be leading a workshop called Purpose in Practice, or Purpose in Posing rather, um, and it will be for models of all levels, photographers who want to know how to coach their clients and their subjects mm-hmm. to be not more, not only more flattering, but also just more confident and comfortable. And I think with for me, who has dealt with a lot of different types of photographers, mm-hmm. having this knowledge of coaching your people is huge yeah. and it can make or break a photo shoot. Oh, yeah. Um, and then also, even if you have Christmas cards, pictures coming up, yeah. like, and you want to just feel a little bit more confident and have someone actually coach you about your angles instead mm-hmm. of just standing in front of the mirror and being like, oh, I don't look like a Kardashian. Like, yeah. I better quit. No, like this workshop is for you. Like I love it. come feel some self love for yourself, but then also give yourself a strategy of how to get photos back of you and then have you be obsessed with them. I love that. Yeah. So and what a great team. That's gonna be, be such an awesome workshop. It'll be fun and I can't wait for you to come speak at another one. Yes. It will so, be yes. so fun. So, We'll Learnings do another episode before that. Yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'll be so fun, amazing. Um, and again, I'll link all of this. And yeah, is it time? Do we dive in? It's time. So I'm gonna make you introduce it because I can't say the name and you're really good at it. So okay. I'm. I'm gonna start by telling the story of an unsolved mystery. That took place at. Well, I have to do my very bad. No, I don't know what accent that was um i want to suck your blood <laughs> that's like what to, that felt i mean that do you want to read it that was pretty confident i don't know how okay. to say this word I'm so an idiot. <laughs> dot love pass okay d-y-a-t-l-o-v pass yeah dot love okay thank you thank yeah. you so i'm <laughs> going to talk about that um sources i got a lot of my info from an article by nathan chandler on the website how stuff works and then also by a david bresson on a on a forbes Great, <laughs> yeah. bing, yeah, perfect. Um, have you heard of this story? Yeah. So you kind of <laughs> shimmied your computer at me, and just reading Absolutely. that name, yeah. I got chills because I think I've heard this story on a couple, like, uh, yeah. spooky story mm-hmm. readings. Do you listen stuff. to my favorite murder? Yeah. They did an episode. They Karen did? talked about this. That's okay. where I first heard about it, and then just kind of went down a rabbit hole. Okay. So and then did you ever listen to Caustic Soda? No. What is that? It's an expired podcast they don't do it anymore but it's really good and i think they did an episode on that they were like my gateway into podcasting i love it yeah okay okay i'm so excited (laughs) let's get into it so this is one of the most intriguing unsolved mysteries of the 20th century like even this article was like forget amelia Earhart. forget like okay so in 1959 a group of 10 hikers were found dead at Dotlov Pass. In the Ural <laughs> Mountains of Russia. Um, on Jan in January of that year, a 23-year-old college student named Igor. His name I guess it's named after him. Love. Yeah. Oh great. <laughs> you just look at me and I'm just like, I don't know That's his point. name. I don't it's not in front of me. Dotlov. He okay. got together a group of ten people, eight men, two women, to go on a skiing hiking journey. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. I'm pull it together, zen, zen. This is a really sad story. It Can you have more... some respect? Bro. Oh, oh, okay. anyways, okay. So we got together a group of ten people, which I didn't know this part at all. Um, on a skiing hiking journey through Dotlov Pass. Yes. <laughs> through a northern stretch of the Ural Mountains in what used to be the Soviet Union. Um, so. To set the scene, you're like, yeah, this is 23-year-old college kid. What do a lot of kids do when they're camping? You're like, are they partying? Are they doing psychedelics? Whatever. It was, like, very clear that, like, they weren't a group of crazy college kids. They didn't pack booze. It wasn't a vacation. It was a mission. Well, I feel like you can't mess around with, like, the wilderness of Russia. Yeah. No. You know? Like, yeah. I feel like people at least have some respect for the wilderness and out there it's like no we're not gonna bring crazy stuff in like yeah there are bears the size of houses out here like yeah no. yeah and also negative 40 degree that weather. alone is and you're hiking so scary. in the snow so yeah. it's not like people are going to everest and like doing acid i mean i mean i'm sure it's been done but but probably I mean, not I mean, the best idea yeah, probably I advised against yeah yeah so all of them eight men two women were very experienced outdoorsy types. They had a lot of ski experience, and they had to have all of this for this 190-mile journey. What? Yeah. I was thinking it'd be, like, 30 miles. 190 miles? Because think how slow you would be in the snow. Do you know how, like, just the weight of what you're wearing alone and then walking through snow? Yeah. Were they wearing snowshoes? Uh, I didn't say. I i'm know. gonna say no did they have snowshoes back then what year was it 1959 i would think they would have had snowshoes the ones that um look like full-on tennis rackets do you know what i'm talking I'm picturing yes. like that kid's cartoon yes they look like beaver tails or like yeah yeah, yeah tennis yeah. rackets yeah i don't know they though probably it never are said tennis anything rackets. at least some kind of hiking boot but so apparently this would qualify them all from grade two to grade three status did you know their status in hiking
1: No, I I just thought
0: you were good at it or not good at it. Yeah, I didn't know, but I guess, I guess it kind of makes sense, and it's probably smart to have, like, certification to be able to do some of these. More intense. Um, and grade three was actually the highest possible certification you could get in the country at the time. Oh, wow. So, on January 25th, they set out in the cold and the snow, but on January 28th, Yuri Yudin felt physically unwell, and he turned back for home. So, now we're down to nine, and he, I'm sure he was disappointed could he ever imagine though what was about to come so on january 31st the group uh, the group reached a critical checkpoint it was a valley that marked the approach to what would eventually come to be called dad love pass (laughs) (laughs) there they stashed their extra gear and food they'd need for the return trip so i think that's like a similar thing to everest you leave this camp before you summit right if that's I'm I know nothing about hiking I'm throwing words no I think that's no that's really logical (laughs) I mean because if you're gonna hit the hardest part of the hike why would you carry most of your stuff with you if you don't need it for that part yeah so the next morning they begin their ascent the goal was to make it over the pass and then build their next camp um but a fierce snowstorm pushed them off their intended route and onto the slopes of a mountain called Colossiacal great how do you say that one I think that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was great. Which, in the language of the indigenous people who lived there, meant dead mountain. Ah! Uh, no! So the change in route meant that the team had to choose a new campsite, and rather than retreating and going into um, a more protective, air, uh, protected area, they actually decided to camp on, like, the mountain's exposed slopes. So... That just is troubling to yeah, me. Yeah, like, well, not- so... It, it kind of is one of those things that were like maybe it was getting too late maybe they didn't want to backtrack maybe you know so it just seemed like the right thing to do um and yeah maybe they're too cold or too weary they just it they just had to like, do what we'll they had just to stop do it now yeah. yeah yeah make the best of it so they pitched their large shared tent and they would soon be trying to survive in temperatures around negative 40 degrees fahrenheit stop um, that's so cold so like, the, I have chills just, yeah. like, are you feeling colder now that oh, we've started? Like, I know, I'm, up. like, pulling my coat up. I'm, yeah. like, it's like we're there. <laughs> do you feel the blizzard? <laughs> oh. So, well, and I struggle in, like, 30 degrees. I struggle Positive in 60. Positive 30 degrees. Yeah. 60 degrees Fahrenheit. No negatives. Just, yeah, yeah. Tough. So, okay, and because I started this out, you know, these people didn't live, you're probably, like, why doing all of this, right? So, they kept journals. They had cameras. What? Yeah. Um, they were all recovered. They had film that was recovered from the camp, which I don't understand how the film lasted in this cold, but just wait. Um, much of what transpired for the next two days is hard to understand. Uh, the group failed. <laughs> The group failed to arrive at a rendezvous point at a predetermined time, so they must have been meeting, like either one of these tribes or set up something um so search and rescue began including army units three weeks later on february 26 1959 they finally meeting search party meaning search parties located the ruined camp and a set of truly weird circumstances so oh my gosh are you ready for I'm this i'm so excited <laughs> so let's just set the scene The tent was half covered with snow. It was torn open from the inside with no one around. And you said it was a group tent, right? Yeah. So, like, it's huge. I'll show you a picture and I'll post pictures, too. Well, I'll show you the tent right now. So, the, sorry. Like, I'm picturing, like, a small, carryable yurt that they'll, like, kind of pop up. So, it, like, it's not a yurt. It's, like, a tent. Like, I don't get, that's the tent. So it's pretty big. Oh you wow, can see. that's huge. Yeah, it's big, but it's it's literally like you picture. They've got the one stick in the middle. Yes, it's, it's more like a like a very large lean to, probably with a floor, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my camping yeah. terminology. I'm but, like, I don't know what that um, means, but sounds good. Yeah, no, it it's not like the nicest tent you could no, ever see, no. but for 19, whatever year this was, 1959, yeah, you said. Yeah, yeah. So. The group's belongings, including vital necessities like shoes, had been left behind. Wait, and sorry, quick rewind. Yeah. You said it was torn open from the inside? From the inside. Yeah. You So. Okay, so basic necessities so are So next they find a line of footprints indicating the nine people had walked away at a normal speed, though. Like it wasn't like running footprints, which I love science that they can figure that out. But here's the thing. Some wore just one shoe or were totally barefoot. I think what? the one shoe freaks me out. About a third of a mile away, there was evidence of a campfire, along with the shoeless and mostly naked remains of two group members. Remains. So that usually doesn't mean that it's like a full body that's found. Yeah. Because they would usually just say body. Yeah. Within several hundred feet between the campfire and the tent, they located three more bodies frozen in poses that made it seem as though they were attempting to return to the camp. That was all they found, so that's five of them, right? Of the nine. Or wait, how many is that? Yeah, five. Five. Um. So the search went on, but again, this is, like, very treacherous, very, so they were finally able to find, well, so May 4th came around, snow had begun to melt. Five months later. Five months later. Well, February. Okay, four months four from months, yeah. the first search party. Yeah. Um, and the weather warmed enough to track down the other deceased whose remains were found a few dozen feet from the campfire, their bodies ledged in a creek bed. Autopsies showed that the first six hikers died of hypothermia, but this is where it gets weird. So the three found in the ravine suffered a variety of terrible injuries, including skull and chest fractures, which makes you think they fell into this ravine, right? Yeah. So all of that. But one woman's eyes and tongue were missing. But there was no sign of a struggle, so they ruled out foul play. But here's my thought. If it was an animal who ate that, right, why would they only eat a tongue and eyes? Like, they wouldn't. Well, and, like, it wouldn't be, like, I feel like the whole head would be gone if it was an animal. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, which, that reminds me, have you ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch in northern Utah? Oh yes I have. Have you been there? No. Oh my gosh. But I've so I've been camping really close <gasps> to it. Is one of your stories from there? No well so just wait. We're soul sisters. <laughs> oh my gosh she hasn't told me any of her stories so if this connects that's insane. Um so I'm not gonna go too far into it. I'll save it for another day. But no, get into it. Well I, mean, I feel like I could talk about Skinwalker okay. for like an hour. Right? Okay. But um there's been a lot of like E.T. extraterrestrial paranormal activity happening there. and Thank one you for of... specifying that it's not go home. E. T. go home. <laughs> I, I didn't know what meant extraterrestrial. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you yeah, for yeah. clarifying. <laughs> um so one of the kind of calling cards was their cows kept get getting mutilated and their yes. eyes kept disappearing. So just keep that in mind. Yep. That that just like really struck a chord with me. Um, so, next, there were pictures recovered from the camera, which I'll show you soon. Oh, I'm dying. And I'll post on social media. But the it set the scene that the group started with high spirits, but as it went on, like, the people start looking anxious. They, they don't look happy. They look worried, which, I mean, that could show you perhaps their loss. They were, you know, they were in some sort of danger. So, also, in another photo... I'm just going to show you these as we go. But in one of the photos, there's tree markings ba- made by the local Mansai people, Mansi people. And another shows an unidentified figure that some people believe could be an, an intruder or more outlandishly a Yeti. What? Which we know how I feel about Bigfoot. I love Bigfoot. Like, I wish Bigfoot was my uncle. How many times have I said this? Bigfoot is my uncle. Lucky. I have an uncle that got mistaken for Hagrid at the hot airport, sure. like on multiple occasions. Incredible! Yeah. So I'm gonna show you these pictures. Okay, I can't wait. Okay, so here is the start of the journey. Like they're excited. They're taking photos. Oh, they these are like regular film photos. Outdoor influencers over here. Look yeah. at them. Yeah. Okay. Like he fell and they're laughing. Uh, there's You're one so of the funny. abandoned villages. They see, which I mean, that's a red flag for me. Of I know. like, why is there an abandoned village on our I know trek? Like that's yeah. So they they're all look so happy, young, but then look, he looks pissed. Like they're our age. Yeah. Um, they're skiing along. You can tell they've got some planning going on. But like it's less. But then look, it's getting foggier. The wind is picking up. And it's less like. Oh, let's get get together for a picture because we're all enjoying yeah. ourselves. Like it's more like it's candid, like, gloomy mm-hmm. planning. Mm-hmm. Not super stoked. Yeah. Oh my there. gosh. There. So that's the one that they're like is maybe like Yeti status. What? Is that a weird photo? But cool. Oh my <laughs> god. I I like love this photo, but again, I mean, I'm like this could be one of them in a snowsuit, but it is kind of weird. Like it's off the trail. Yeah, it's all that. So, yeah, I don't I mean that looks like really extra tall snow and I don't know Yeah. Like why you would go that far into the trees. Yeah if And you it's didn't kind of like this reason. out of focus picture, it's just this dark figure.
1: Yeah. Oh. So yeah.
0: So Ooh. so we'll, we'll get back to that. By the end of May the investigation officially ended. The causes of death were listed as compelling natural force, AKA AKA Avalanche. But some documents were classified, and the area was closed to the public access for years following the incident. Yeah, because I hear avalanches all the time rip out people's eyeballs and tongues. <laughs> all the time, I, and I just one person. Yeah. yeah, just one person out of yeah, nine. Like, yeah. it's just one of those mystic things that it's so, like. you yeah, you lost yeah. your eyes and tongue. So you can see that the family was like unsatisfied with these answers. Oh, you could, see could why you they were imagine? Yeah, super frustrated. Um, so, there were a lot of theories being tossed around of what really happened, and first of all, there was the avalanche. So, here are some reasons why there was no avalanche. So, there was no evidence that one took place, and in fact, in more than a hundred expeditions in the area, no one ever reported an avalanche happening in that area. Okay. Which, yeah, things can still happen, but the hikers' footprints were still visible, never covered by snow, so that deflates it completely yeah i i don't know much about avalanches other than like utah common knowledge and for me i would think that their footprints would be very covered. yeah and probably their bodies more right yes um and then the tent collapsed laterally but there wasn't any evidence of like a horizontal force that would have indicated sliding snow and ice Interesting. So they're just, it's like, that was just a cop-out answer. You know, there was no reason that it was. So here were some other theories that go around. There was a possible lover's quarrel was what people were saying. Mm. Or maybe they took some psychedelic drugs obtained from one of the indigenous tribes and caused a wild sequence of events, which we've, it doesn't seem like they're these people, right? Like. Let's reiterate, this was a very calculated trip. They didn't bring anything to begin with. Why would they all of a sudden be like, yeah, let's pick that up? This has been an easy enough of a journey. Let's (laughs) add some crazy to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Another theory, which actually recent research has kind of... This makes sense, but... So there's been known to have deep infrared sound vibrations or infrasound vibrations conjured by winds roaring over the mountain. And apparently there's... Like to explain it, there's a rare weather phenomenon, which is whirlwinds formed by the air flowing over the summit, and this sound is below the range of human hearing, so it basically just like hits the human nervous system, and it like causes this irrational fear and panic. Interesting. So it's like that actually could be super valid, and they could flee the campsite, but then it stops and them come to their senses. But it's like they're outside, they're naked, they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but at the same time, would that hit nine people? Right. I mean, if, uh, but if it's a, something that it's a sound, that it's an envir- environmental, I think it would hit all nine okay. people. Okay, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's yeah. too far-fetched. Okay. And it seems like it would, yeah, for sure hit that fight or flight response, mm-hmm. which. Which, that, if someone had one shoe on, right? This right. That kind of sounds like the most plausible theory. Yeah. But we'll keep going. One. Um, said that some of the hikers' clothes were found to be radioactive. What? So perhaps they stumbled unwillingly into a military weapons experiment. Another, which I touched on with Skinwalker, the eyes, but maybe aliens were involved. Locals later told the officials they'd spotted unidentified flying objects or white balls of light over the area the night of deaths. And it was later revealed that the military was testing parachute mines in the region when the group was killed. But, like, Uh, the parachutes being tested, there was no, like, traces of explosion or metallic parts around them. Yeah. Like, bodies would have been hit with shrapnel, it wouldn't have just been, like, these, I mean, other than the remains that were mentioned, like, the first three bodies that were found. But it's like... No, there would have been a lot more damage. So, here on... Um, Zolotaryov's he's one of the hikers and I'm sorry if I butchered his name but on his camera he actually like he's the one who had a lot of the photos but these showed up so you can (gasps) see oh I remember okay (laughs) so it's a dark image but it's like these white streak spots in the sky and there's multiple so for one of the stories I heard of covering this event is that it's theorized that these pictures were actually him trying to find like that he was using the flash to mm-hmm. see his way through the forest. Ew, I just got chills. Okay, like so he was using the flashes yeah. as he was running. Okay, that makes sense too. But that's but terrifying it's like it could be in something in the pictures. The yeah, so a lot of people theorize that this could be something in the sky too. They don't really know. Um, this one's really weird though. Look, so it's you can see like plants branches whatever but then there's this giant white light yeah but also I don't know how this film survived at all so it could just be like a film you know destruction yeah. or whatever um but then there's this one what does that feel like to you there's like streaks it almost looks like trees coming up or plants or something and yeah. then just like this huge white circle in the sky like an orb like yeah. a spotlight yeah well but also weird. maybe an explosion from the military thing oh could be a mushroom cloud for sure especially if they were radioactive mm-hmm. but it's weird like the whatever is at the bottom of the screen like it doesn't look like it would be the russian forest no, like the russian no, no. wilderness it looks doesn't like it almost look like a like a cornfield yes, yes! That's exactly what I was yes. thinking. I was like this is a little bit more like Midwest science-y, mm-hmm. but it's just weird. Yeah. So like it's still a mystery to this oh day. Oh my gosh. There Does anyone so have people... answers? <laughs> I know. I know. Let us know. Oh. Um, so yeah, what do you what do you take from this? Oh my gosh. I well, I'll never go on a backpacking trip. I no have nice. said it once, I'll say it again. I will never backpack um just because I like to be able to Get away if yeah, I need to escape to. yeah to not and, have to run 190 miles or yeah and I just don't do enough cardio for that so I yeah. know where my weaknesses are and I'll plan my trips accordingly yeah um yeah no I think it's crazy I kind of wish I mean you know I'm a dog person but yeah. I wish they had like one of their huge dogs yeah you know like I feel like just bringing in something else like another mm-hmm. type of thing it's like mm-hmm. what else would that give the story yeah of like answers yeah and I just – I want them to discover more film and have more answers that way because I think it's so cool that it recovered, I mean, as well as it did. Yeah. But that this, they were able to re- recover it at all. I kind of wondered if this is what, like, Blair Witch Project was kind of based off of. You know, yeah. like, the – find like, people go missing and then they find these cameras. Totally. This film. So, yeah. So, I think there are a lot of different theories. I think it's probably a combination or something we don't even know. But. Yeah. So yeah, there's the story of uh, the diet love packs. (laughs) I just, can that be the last time I say (laughs) it? Yep, that was it. That was it. So now it's time to hear your stories. Oh my gosh. Well, so keeping with the outdoor trend, Mm -hmm. um, I used to not be a big camper at all. I would go camping for Girl Scouts and for uh, like church activities and stuff but I had really bad allergies and so I it hated going, yeah, super miserable. So like my mom was nice and would usually pick me up at the night. So like I would have like the fun day activity for the first day and then maybe leave. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause my allergies would always hit me so bad and I didn't want to be the girl that was like snoring in fifth grade. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, I really just can't breathe. Yeah. But like I'm, I'm normal. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so wasn't super outdoorsy, but then after I met my husband who's a Marine, like, we started camping right off the bat, like, um, so I started getting used to the whole camping thing, and the first couple camping trips, I realized, like, one, good food, like, makes all the difference for Mm -hmm. me for camping, and being outdoorsy is, if I know I have good food, I know I'm gonna be okay, (laughs) and also, like, I love camping around water. Okay. Really? Um, Moving water, Uh uh-huh, because I don't like to be able to hear things, Like I need to be able to chill and luckily I can trust myself, my intuition, my dogs that I camp with, that if there is anything, they'll smell it before I could even hear it anyways. Mm -hmm. So why do I need to hear it and be up all night? So the first couple camping trips we went on, we camped by water and it's great, awesome. And then one time we went up just American Fort Canyon, which is great, like super busy. That night was super super busy anyways in the canyon like it was hard to find a camping spot once we did it was like on the edge of a cliff Mm -hmm. and it was really cool like beautiful sunrise really lovely um and it was just a quick uh one-nighter yeah just drove up with a couple friends um i had my big wrangler jeep so Mm -hmm. it was great like we loaded it up the food was great because that's what i care (laughs) about but um we set up our tent we were enjoying our fire our first night, because it was not one-night camping trip anyways. But these guys drive over in, like, dune buggy, like, mm-hmm. uh, razors. Yeah. And I think they were a little bit under the influence. Love like that. Drive near a cliff with your razor. Totally, yeah. With, around other people under totally. the influence. Great like, they job. almost, like, drove over our campfire. <sighs> they, like, almost oh hit gosh. our friend's tent. Like, it was bad, and they kept asking, you know, if we had... More booze, and we're like, We don't have any booze. We have ketchup if you (laughs) really want something. Um, but yeah, so luckily, like between me and the other scary wife, like we kind of scared them (laughs) off. I think the boys were just silent and scary on their own, but um, it was just weird. It kind of put a weird energy to the night, anyway. Yeah, and the way we were positioned on the cliff, it was so. Thinking east to west or left to yeah. right, um, we had a road to the west of us or to the left of us. Mm-hmm. Then our camp, um, which it was our friend's tent, their car, my car, then our tent. It was kind of like a semicircle oh, okay. facing yep. the cliff. Yep. And then our, our fire was kind of encircled in that yeah. semicircle and then facing the cliff. So the cliff was to the east or to the right the of water. everything. Okay, And so we get to bed, our friends go in their tent early and we're like cleaning up the fire, making sure there are no ashes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very conscientious yeah. um, about making sure everything is stomped oh, yeah. out and everything. But um, yeah, and just, I didn't think really anything of it. They had their dog, you know, we, it was great. But there was no water, so I was, like, a little on edge anyways. And my husband loves to tell scary stories. I think that's his love language. So <laughs> if you ever need another guest, he would be a great guest oh gosh, for the podcast. Oh, my be so fun. Um, but, yeah, I th- I really do think telling scary stories or telling stories is his love language. Yeah. He's, like, so gifted. So I usually have to just, like, fall asleep during that part, <laughs> like, around the fire. Or I'm just, like, scaling the – uh. Or surveying rather the horizon with my flashlight like I pretty much have like two flashlights or one flashlight in each hand and I'm just like any noise I hear I'm going crazy so what is it you're scared of animals or anything like Like, no it's really weird like I now after camping for six years like I'm not really scared of anything other than like something I can't keep my family safe from so whether that's some dude Running around with a chainsaw or, or driving a bear, the razor, and yeah, or you. yeah, just the unexpected. Mm-hmm. It's really my fear comes down to the fear of the unexpected. Yeah, and because I'm an over planner and I'm a recovering perfectionist, um, I'm the type of person that when I sit in a room or I go to a restaurant, I like subconsciously, like automatically, and I kind of hate love this about myself, is that I know all the exits. And Mm -hmm. I know exactly where I would hide if I need to. And I, like, know my exit strategy. True murderino. True murderino. And it's really bad now married to a Marine. Because we both have this. Like, he has it from training. That's why it's that bad. That's good. Because we're both just like, oh my gosh, so high on edge. Like, all the time. Like, I am a driver. Like, we're both very, like, Mm -hmm. hard-headed people. And so, when we are in a scary situation, it's scary because... Yeah, so I'll get okay. to it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I it's really irrational, like, what I am scared of when mm-hmm. it comes to the greater scheme of things. At this point in my camping experience, I think it was just because I was inexperienced. So I was just kind of scared of everything. I was scared of the dark. I was scared of falling off the cliff that we were yeah. – we, we weren't really that close. We were yeah. probably 40 feet away from it. Um, all the little things. Like, it was stupid how scared I was. But for me, being an over-planner – the way I pitched the tent, our heads were on the Jeep side okay. of where we were. So like our feet were on the outside of the semicircle. Mm-hmm. And I'm explaining this the way we were positioned because it matters to the story. Yeah so I'm not being no, over no. detailed. No, I know. But so we go to sleep, like our friends start snoring. Like we hear him in his oh tent, my gosh. like he is out. And it's a weird part of the canyon too. It's on the Epic Loop side, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with uh, American Fort Canyon. So, you go up past Timpanogos. Yeah. You can either go down the other side to the Alpine Loop that takes you through, like, Sundance and everything. Or you can continue north up the ridgeline and go to the Epic Loop. So, that's what we were camping against and along. Oh, okay. So just to yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. paint the picture. But, so, super tall grass around where we're camping. Like, it was the middle of summer, so... When we were setting up the tent, the grass was coming up to our knees. We go to sleep and uh Derek is out like a light and I'm nervous and can't go to sleep and It's always so uneasy being the only one awake when you're totally out camping or something. Yeah, and I think the uneasiness of that gets to me even more, so then I start like getting Over a little it, yeah. bit more Yeah. I don't know, it's a cycle. totally. So then I all of a sudden And again, the space between our head and the Jeep is probably a foot and a half. I start hearing footsteps right behind my head, like right behind my head. And it was so, so creepy. But this was like Derek and I's third time camping together. And I knew not to wake him up for nothing (laughs) because he would get mad at me. So I just waited it out for a little bit. My heart is stopping for you right now. And it was so scary because it was like right above my head. Like, picture, when you go to sleep at night, where your head is in adjacent to Mm -hmm. your headboard. That's where I could hear the footsteps. Uh, And what was weird about these footsteps is that they were pacing the top edge of our tent. They weren't going around our tent. They weren't walking away and then getting louder as they came closer. They were pacing our foot, foot, perimeter. Or, uh, what's the, uh... Yeah, whatever. The edge of our tent. Yeah. So I do elbow Derek and I'm like, Derek, do you hear that? And like as quiet as I could, but loud enough to actually wake him up. Because I figured this, whatever it is, it's so close to us. Yeah. And he actually like, instead of brushing me off, he actually heard it instantly too. Which like kind of made me even more scared because I couldn't brush it off as just my imagination. Mm -hmm. And so he grabs his gun which mm-hmm. is we're a gun family yeah not to get political but like i'm <laughs> yeah. grateful in a camping situation yeah, yeah, yeah. that he has yeah. it and he has it on his chest and i have my phone and i'm texting our friends saying like, like do you hear that do you hear that and look out your freaking tent to tell me what is by us you know and for it to be like if you were just thinking whether it's the drunk guys that came to our campsite before <sighs> You know, I think they would be a little bit more reckless, a little bit louder. Why would they go in that space between my car and our tent? Like, that's a small space that I don't think a sober person would really care to feel comfortable in. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of brushed off that theory. And then I... Well, and if it was them, that's so scary. You don't know these people. right? Oh, and they were, like, so belligerent (laughs) to us before that it's like, okay, we weren't messing with you. We really didn't have any booze. Like, check our cooler. Like... Check out the Jeep. The top is off, like, just leave us alone. Well, that type not of thing. Well, anyways. <laughs> yeah. But so I told Derek, I was like, do you have the car key? And he's like, yeah. So he, like, found it really quiet, and he beeped the lock. Yeah. One, my thought was so we could maybe see it with, like, the taillight the light. or some sort of yeah. light that we could see a silhouette. So think about when you are sneaking in or out of your house after breaking curfew. <laughs> what do you do when you hear a noise in your house? be scared do you freeze yeah yeah you freeze yeah right yeah so after we beeped it the footsteps didn't run away they just froze it just froze okay. like and it was the weirdest thing I think both Derek and I blacked out like after we heard the footsteps stop That's, we just yeah. like went to sleep what we like I don't remember anything else from that night like I woke up when it was, like, the sun was high, I was hot, and, like, I was instantly, like, needing to get out of the tent and take off my clothes, because I was so hot. Wait, what do you mean you just fell asleep? Dude, I don't know what it was. I think it was, like, a fight-or-flight, rest-or-digest type of thing that I, like, instantly fell asleep. And he did, too? Yes. Um, so an alien pressed a button and put you to sleep. Pretty much, like... Whatever happened. So what the heck? We get out the next morning, and it was kind of like as we were waking up, we're like, do you remember? Yeah, you're like remembering Holy it. crap, that just yeah. happened to us. So we go to the edge of our tent, and I was mentioning the tall grass. Yeah. It was smushed down <gasps> all the way down, just on that one side. I just got full body chills. And then you could see like our footsteps from setting up the tent, but they weren't. It like, was different. We knew how to set up this tent. It was a very simple tent. Like we didn't have to walk around it yeah. all the time where it was whatever it was was marching and walking back and forth it was the grass was totally pressed down like yeah were there so was there dirt or just grass like could you see any footprints whether it was human or animal or the grass was so tall that it laid down that it instead like instead of so there was nothing anything. that went between. yeah oh and it was gosh, it was Hannah. the middle of summer so it was super dry like yeah. i don't think we would have gotten anyway any type of print anyways Oh my God. But yeah, so it was really weird. And like, I started telling this story to like friends and family. And, um, my father-in-law is a huge Sasquatch Yeti believer, like huge. And then he shared with us his story of when he was hunting one time and heard the most scary noise. And he's like, I totally believe it. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay. So it could have been a Yeti. His theory was a Yeti. And then I have a friend who hikes a lot in that area. And there's actually a lone wolf, supposedly, that is, like, very socialized because he's a lone wolf. Yeah. He is used – like, he sits at the trailhead pretty much, like, and just watches people. But people don't notice him. Like, it's this weird thing. (laughs) And so I was like, well, maybe it was that. Like, it could have been a porcupine. But for me and my logic, if I were an animal, if I – have any experience with animals it would have ran away yeah it wouldn't have stopped yeah so then a couple weeks ago my husband and i we love bigfoot as you do too um you know survivor man no sir okay his name is less um i feel so bad to not know his name but he's survivor man okay
1: he is known as survivor
0: man okay um he did though that show on um I think it was National Geographic or Discovery, that he would go into the, like, great wilderness and mm-hmm. set up his own camp. Like, he was his okay, yeah, own yeah, cameraman, his yeah. own producer. Like- I know what you're talking about. Yes. So he has had Bigfoot experiences. Mm-hmm. And we were watching an interview with him, and he said the same thing, that it stopped. And so, like, it's just weird to not know what it is yeah. or what was walking. Yeah. Uh, at our tent, like, and so interested in what we were or what, I don't know. But, yeah, yeah it's just, <gasps> just weird, unknown. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is That's crazy. It. I mean, we have a ton of, like, there are so many weird things that happen. Like. I'm surprised you're, like, still into um, Oh, I just have camping. my rules now for camping. Like, yeah. I Have to be by the water. Ha- you, yeah, usually have to be by the water because then I, I mean, I'm kind of glad that I wasn't by the water that time because I could actually hear it. But, yeah, no, I, I'm way more familiar now. Mm-hmm. But I think also having that experience, it's, like, how much scarier could something get? Yeah. But, yeah. Wow, thank you and for my sharing gosh, no, that. I have and chills, I, and I'm scared to go camping now. No, I'm don't be of, scared. Like, I'm nothing scared happened. Camping. But oh it's just weird that something could happen. I it think it's so also close. weird that you, like, instantly passed out, too. That's what, like, after thinking back to it, it's, like, the two weird things are that the footsteps stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, they just halted. And that we fell asleep instantly. Like it was like a, a switch flipped yeah. and we weren't on high alert anymore and just fell asleep. That's so So weird. with your alien theories and things. Yeah. <laughs> and like Bigfoot and all that. Oh my gosh. Um. Wow. Two great stories today. Girl, thanks for coming. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much I need much to for have you me. and your husband next time too. Oh, he has so many. And he'll be able to tell you the one about his dad. Yeah. But he has some from being in the military that are <gasps> so great. Be. And okay, he, they have this. been super close to Skinwalker Ranch. Okay. So that will be a whole different. Skinwalker Ranch is coming up, guys. We're totally doing an episode on this. I think this. we have to spend a night at Skinwalker Ranch, too. We're going to get Abby camping. Um, I'm pretty sure there are, like, guards. Slumber party here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so funny. Slumber party. Slumber party. Um, no, but you can get close enough. You can. I mean, it's not like they're isolated to a ranch. It's not like there's, like. That's true. Okay, let's do it. I love it thank you so so much for having me thank you for coming so fun okay one more time say your social media I'm Hannah you can find me at Goldie Han or I mean find me there and then you can find my podcasts uh my work my dogs if you're really interested in seeing my dogs they're worth seeing they're the best they're super cute love them wish they were here I feel like we just hear chesty like he would be heavy breathing the entire time he (laughs) yeah he bulldog yeah. Shorts. It's so funny. He yeah. has some podcast manners, but I mean, I other love that, it. Yeah. It's I like chewing a speaker it. toy and it's like, okay. Oh, gonna kick you in the laundry room. Yeah. Bye. That's amazing. <laughs> awesome. And I haven't really mentioned this, but I would love so much if you would go onto Apple Podcasts and if you would rate the podcast and review it and subscribe and yeah, you're all amazing. And um, tell eight friends about Abby's podcast because I mean, I can do this plug because <laughs> I mean, it would be You could do it easily, but I know you're not that person that asks. So for me, do it for me. Do it for your homegirl, Hannah, and my (laughs) dogs, and Abigail, who won't ask. But just go tell, like, five friends. You know how you find out about podcasts, and you know it's from your friends and from word of mouth. So as much as the rating and the reviewing and the subscribing helps a ton with the analytics – just go tell everybody you know you. share her pictures you're me she's cry. so great no you're amazing and you're doing thank such you. a cool thing that's thank such you. so niche and so great so thank you're you. amazing you're amazing i'm glad you're here and we God just love each okay. other okay. okay thank you guys we'll see you next week <laughs> bye, bye. You guys Episode of Makeup, Masking, and Murder is written and brought to you by me, Abby Hill, with special thanks to our amazing production manager, Brad Newfeld. Our theme song and music is written by David Evanhoff, owner of David Evanhoff Sound Designs. Vocals by the amazing Emily Starr and David Evanhoff. Thank you to everyone who's made this possible, and we will see you guys next week.